I like these calm little moments before the storm. All right. This is Rodney James, the rock star Edgar for MMAsoldier.net. Joined by Bellator Bantamweight Ricky, is it Furar? Yeah, it's close enough, Furar, yeah. All right. They joke about it at the gym. They say the Fuhrer. The Fuhrer, yeah. I was. I didn't want to tread. Uh, yeah, I was going to tread lightly on that one. Um, but, so anyway, uh, last night in Temecula, you got another win in the Bellator cage. Congratulations. How you feeling, man? You didn't seem to take a lot of damage in that fight. Um, well, the thing is, is I, I feel like uh, since I had Sam, I, I felt like I was cheating. We we talked about exactly what was going to happen, and exactly the way Sam said it, it happened. Like almost. It was like going through a, an old PowerPoint. I was, Sam's like, hey, he's like, he's a good striker. He's like, get him on the fence, take him down. He's like, he's going to immediately pull guard. He's going to be there all day if you let him. He's like, you need to close off your hips and stop him from turning. He's like, if uh, he turns on you, you follow the hips. He's like, strike the head. He's like, if you feel that that's going to be the whole match, he's like, tire his legs. He's like, keep heavy on the pressure. And step by step, I was doing it. God damn, that's a pretty technical breakdown right there, man. You had that, you had that ingrained in you. It was surreal. That's cool. Uh, well, you know, he threatened with the with the armbar a lot, a lot, and there were some really scary yeah. moments in there. I wondered, like, were you ever in any trouble? I didn't feel like it, but it was one of the things to where I knew, like, just just because I didn't feel like it doesn't mean I wasn't at risk. It was just uh, we had practiced it so much, like it was almost like a drill, like where uh, he transitioned from one side to the other. We had been practicing that uh, over and over, and I have, like, people at my gym, I have uh, Muka Burns, just phenomenal jiu-jitsu. Um, and then Anthony, I, I don't even know how to say his last name. I'm going to mess it up, like, Pettis. Uh, anyways, he's just phenomenal at that. And we practiced it and practiced it because Sam knew it was coming. So No kidding. So are you exclusively at um, Dan Henderson's gym? Because Yeah. Thought, okay. Yeah. yeah, I used to do a podcast with Tom, Tom Galicchio. Um, and yeah, awesome. Coaches, yes. Right, right. One of my good buddies. In fact, the last time I was in Temecula, I was wondering how I missed you because I, I was in there training, um, all, you know, all week. But then I realized you. I, I was looking at your record. You actually fought on Bellator two hundred one, so that's probably why I didn't see you around. Well, that and I work five jobs. So. <laughs> no kidding. So you? Yeah, I, I stayed. I transferred uh, when I came out here. I was in law enforcement in Indiana, the Midwest. I was doing uh, corrections there. And I was used to, you know, three on and two off and then two on, three off, et cetera. Anyways, I had a really good flow of uh, income as well as, you know, backup, retirement, et cetera. And I came out here thinking I could transfer it over and nothing transferred. So I had to still keep that same income paying off college and stuff. So so why would you do that? If you're from Indiana, why, why move to California? It's uh, quite a difference. It, yeah. Well, the thing was is uh, I fought on uh, Team Indiana. Uh, the Immortals, and I uh, was under uh, coaching out there, and the coaching out there was awesome. I had Todd Brown, and I was advancing really well. It's just uh, according to like where I was looking to go and what I was looking to do, me and Todd were talking. He's like, if you think it's uh, it's uh, the next step for you, he's like, go ahead and take it. He's like, we want what's best for you. So after talking with Sam and uh, coming out here, because Henderson you know, came from wrestling, um, and that's where I come from, being from the Midwest, I thought that he'd have some inside tricks that uh, either prevent a lot of crap from happening or just being able to understand terminology. Well, that's pretty cool, man. So uh, how, how long have you been out there? Uh, almost uh, two years now. I see. How do you like Temecula? It was, uh, it was 
different than what I expected, you know, because like when I went down there, I drove from Las Vegas. It's not that far. It's about five, six hours. Um, but it's it, it wasn't the Southern California that I expected. It's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of suburby, I guess. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, uh, I'm in a great position. I'm in Lake Elsinore, so I can transfer over to L.A. within a couple, you know, an hour and a half or so, it's most of the time less. Or I can go down to San Diego, and, you know, if I really want to go do stuff, it's it's right there. But it, as a regular, I mean, I'm so close to the gym that, like, a lot of the stuff I need is just right there. So the only thing that sucks is, like you said, you're out in Vegas. Uh, one of my buddies is out there, uh, Chris, uh, the action man, Curtis. I was excited mm-hmm. to hear him moving this way from the Midwest, and then I found out he's in Vegas. I was just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I mean, he was down there uh, living on Sam's couch for the longest, and uh, yeah, I I, do, I didn't know he was coming here. He trains uh, up at Extreme Couture, so I just I ran into him the other day. Um, yeah, he, one of the guys I you know I would love to train with the, his ability to just like just like Sam, he's a very strat like he can strategize against people by looking at them. I'm just like I wish I had that ability. It's just like as I've been developing so far. Sam has just like been spot on, like even like eighty nine percent. I've been telling him to do those bets online, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, trust me. I talked to Sam a couple of days ago, and we actually oh. were breaking down the fights um, for this weekend. Um, and he was telling me about your fight, so I hung around last night to tune in. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm bummed that I couldn't make it down there because, of course, your other teammate Keith Berry uh, fought also, and 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 you fought, and yeah, you know, I, I love the. Cody was another one. Cody, he's, uh, I, he's, uh, I always mess up. Was it Val- something? Well, I, I probably up. saw it. Was it okay? Well, so when I was talking to Sam, he's like, he's like, we don't know if it's going to be a prelim or a, a post limb. And of course, it was a post limb. Which, uh, for those of you listening, if you're not familiar with what Bellator does, a lot of times people don't even catch these fights because they actually have to go back to the Bellator app after the main broadcast is over with. Now, what that means for a fighter is that you are in the back for a long time because you got to get there the same time as everybody else. Am I right? You still have to get there for the rules brief, and then you're you're just waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting, and it yeah. sucks. A little bit. Um, like, we got a, a personal, uh, I don't know, explaining the rules, and any questions we had, they just updated us, like on the whole uh, three-point stance and pressure uh, bearing weight, stuff like that. But other than that, it's uh, it's kind of upgraded in the ability of doing team like a group uh, review instead of uh, the way they used to do it, where everybody stands in a room, they review us all, and then we all break off. It was more like, hey, you guys have done this before. These are the new rules. Any questions? Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, but it's still. I mean, you're still back there for quite a while, though, right? I mean, how? What's it like? Yeah. Dylan, we were messing around back there. We had, it was me, Sam, and Jordan, uh, just kind of training and warming up and slightly messing around i mean last time we watched netflix uh, netflix for like i want to say an hour and a half it felt like we watched friends so <laughs> we did. you watched friends with smiling sam alvey in the back before you yeah. got into a fist fight jordan, and if you know anything about jordan you get no emotions out of him so you got sam over the top and then you got jordan non-existent so that's crazy and you're kind of you seem, you're somewhere in between because you seem like would, you're pretty stone yeah. cold, but you've got that affable uh, personality as well. Depends on the subject, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, when it comes to getting out there and fighting in the cage, that's uh, that's a scary prospect. But uh, that, so that's all. That was the end game for you. Uh, 
at all times, right? I mean, that was your plan. Yeah, we had we had two situations that we didn't reach, and uh, uh, we covered them just in case, like a what if. And uh, it was pretty much um, if uh, if I had the energy at the end, which is kind of what we talked about, maybe just stand there and bang just a little bit because we knew how confident he was in his striking. And Sam was always telling me, you know, he's like, you know, I don't want you to stand toe-to-toe with him. He's got that edge with the boxing. He's like, unless you think you can land something just hard enough to get a hold of him and take him down real quick because he was able to uh, kind of like recover as I was doing takedowns. And uh, one of the things I did this time that I don't normally do that we did practice a little bit too was slowing it down so when he transitions into his full guard, he doesn't automatically have you know that high guard going down. So Sam also told me, and uh, I, I I told him he's crazy. He said that you are stronger than than he is, and I'm like, okay, uh, Sam, I, I've actually rolled with him a little bit, and he's a big big guy, and he's he's even freakishly strong for how big he is. What what's he talking about, man? What what, um, what are they feeding you out there in Indiana? At the, well, it's the deep dish pizza from Chicago. That's what it is. But uh, damn, no. They call it wrestling strength, or uh, they call it uh, R tart. I don't know. They've got a few names for it at the gym. Sure. I just refer to uh, wrestling because uh, hmm. I, I don't know. Every sport is tough for its own reasons, but wrestling has been that grind where there is no getting out, there's no relaxing. To me, it's like swimming, like underwater. You can't come up for air at any moment. You have to stay focused and concentrate. The second you try and come up, and relax that's when you're screwed but staying focused and zoning in and creating that pressure on somebody it breaks a lot of people like i was feeling towards the end of the second that i could stand and bang with him in the third if i wanted to just his energy was bleeding him out so i know i know that's i hate wrestlers because (laughs) i because like they're like fruity wrestlers always want to grab on you and drag you down and i was like and whisper sweet nothings in your ear (laughs) Well, it's crazy, man. You can see a guy coming to the gym that's, you know, that's brand new to MMA, and they just, I mean, they just transition so quickly, and you're going, you're like, yeah, God damn it, man. Like, how are you so good already? You just started. But you also spend a lot of time on those mats, man, Get you know, getting ready for that. And I noticed on, in your case, you have a lot, a lot of amateur fights. Um, yeah, some of them didn't even register because I did tournament fights before they had the licensing and all the other stuff involved. Yeah. I know what you mean. Why why do so many? Were there just not opportunities to go pro, or you just didn't know if that was the path you wanted to take, or it was uh, it was kind of a mixture of things. But as a majority, it was uh, I can say today I I don't know enough to where I feel that I'm proficient to go against anybody, and it was just like I was meeting different like styles, different people who are at different levels. So it was like this guy's better than me at boxing, so I can out wrestle him. This guy's, you know, better at uh, wrestling than me. Well, I got to soften him up with my boxing. Just things like that were adding up for me. And besides that, I mean, I was in college. I was trying to get all that done. I was still working in college. And uh, it was like, I don't even know. It was like fun. They're like, hey, you, you want to fight in three months? I was just like, yeah. So I'd be working, going to college, working at night. You know, and I even started my own MMA club in college. I was in Vincennes, Indiana. I went to uh, that school and I was just like, there's nothing here. They're like, well you know, start a club. That's exactly what I did. And after that, it was just like, uh, trying to go pro was slightly difficult. I thought you had to have a certain amount of sponsors. And to me, 
uh, I needed a gym and that's what I just didn't have. And, uh, when I got out to, uh, when I got done with college and I got out to South Bend, I was under Todd Brown. I was really starting to develop into my own. And then, uh, I fought on the team Immortals, and it just kept pedestaling. So I was like, all right. You know, I, I hear you. I see that a lot in the Midwest. Too. I've seen other guys like, um, uh, he was on ultimate fighter. I think he's still with Bellator in Southern California. Justin Lawrence. Is that? That's yeah, Justin Lawrence is from St. Louis. And I know a lot of guys in Missouri, it's the same way. They do a ton, a ton of amateur fights. Um, because, you know, there's just the promotions. I mean, it's, it's, it's saturated with those promotions as opposed to professional. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, I'm trying to go pro, possibly. I only have three fights, but I'm just getting too old, man. Like, I like I, to me, a cage fight's a cage fight. I'm tired of like doing it for free. Like doing it for free sucks, man. But I, <laughs> and even though I'm pro, like sometimes like the way you're getting off is you, you you're actually paying because you're having to cut mm-hmm. away regular job or you're having to kind of make ends meet. Like this time, you know, just as dumb as it sounds, like handling ticket sales sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, some people are gonna pay up, but you got to pay up, you know, before them. So you can at least get the tickets done and get them turned in. And then sometimes you end up getting, you know, some people don't pay up. So it's just small things that people don't think about, the small variables that are behind the scene. You know, the good thing about having a manager, things like that. Like I have Britain. She's incredible. I mean, she's the reason why I've been able to get into these venues and stuff. And like you talked about going pro uh, earlier, um, you really need someone to kind of guide you, not just, you know, on the, the fighting aspect, but a lot of the management and is an amateur I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know, getting smart fights or better fights is going to be better for you than just taking anyone they put in front of you. And it uh, being out here has really shown me that. Like, there's some things I think I'm awesome at, but then I've also been aware of, you know, certain things I'm weak at. And I'm trying to improve those, you know, under my own uh, um, guidance. And with, you know, I got Gustavo for boxing. I got... Uh, Joe Daddy and I got Tom for jiu-jitsu I even got Tarek uh, for uh, kickboxing and uh, Isaiah just came back you know we got we got those guys and then even got Corey Grant for wrestling and dude it's just one of the people that understand you and are just like hey I know you like doing this but try this you know very very hands-on and I'm just I'm loving all the opportunities I'm getting from those guys and like as I was saying before when I didn't have a, a gym I just I didn't have that direction so I'd add on to earlier where you asked that question that management would be the next level that I didn't have when I was considering pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I know what you mean about the ticket sales. That shit sucks, and the, you know, it, it even even at you know some of these guys who are ultimate fighter veterans, UFC veterans such as Tom. We talked about Tom. Uh, Gerald Harris is another guy. He's a good buddy of mine. Uh, same thing, man. It's that grind. They still have. It's like you would think after having so much experience. Um, and, and that resume that it would be, you know, that they would pay these guys a little better, but that's just not the way it works. The business model is just designed for you to just pay up, you know, to, to the boss, pay tribute to the boss, like, like, like the mob or some shit, man. And, you know, and then you get your little cut of it. It's, it's, uh, it's not all, it's not all glitz and glamor, is it? No, it's, it's definitely, uh, honestly, I think, as bad as it would sound is those those really good good fighters that you hear about like the mythological fighters like from when i was younger i don't think they would be able to survive quite as well in today's society given with all the social media that you have to put into your fight like i'm not one for uh 
letting people into you know into my life and doing certain things like that but i have more recently opened up a whole lot more just to be like hey this is who i am this is what i'm about but at the same time i don't know how people do it because when i'm in practice giving it everything that is the last thing on my mind so i'm just like constantly like when i see videos of these other guys and they're like oh yeah putting in work i'm like i'm right there dying with you but who's taking the video like do you pay somebody for that and if you do how much is reasonable you know just certain things that i guess didn't exist back then that are a part of uh, fighting now it is just as much a social uh, environment it is a physical environment now yeah and it's also i mean the landscape is saturated with with awesome awesome fighters there's so damn many i mean it's crazy else yeah all right. Uh, so what? So what do you do uh, on the side to make a living? You got a you got a bunch of different jobs. Tell me about that. Um, well, uh, well, let's just see if I can do it this way. Well, I get I usually go to the gym, and uh, after I go to the gym, I get my sweat in. I get like an hour or so nap. Then I head in and I coach wrestling over at Mesa. Um, and then besides that, when I'm done with that, I come back through and then I uh, go towards uh, what's it? Uh, Clayton Keith. I work at the gas station over there, and I was doing security as well. And then I was shoving in construction wherever I could in there. And then I was doing uh, personal security as well wherever I could. And then I was working on it uh, in the background here, uh, maybe getting uh, my uh, substitute teaching, like a temp license, because I already have my bachelor's. So I was trying to get in some kind of classes there, either doing detention or wherever they needed me. And then on top of that, I'm working on getting back into law enforcement. I just passed my written exam, and here, what, uh, Tuesday at 8 o'clock, I have to do the physical. So I don't think that'll be anything, but just doing those and staggered, and then do personal training wherever they need me, you know. I love doing personal training, one-on-one wrestling, and even mixing a little bit of diet, you know, advice, because I'm not licensed with some people. It's just, it's kind of crazy, especially getting everything scheduled and then having one thing slip up and then have to readjust everything else. Now, when you say law enforcement, you go, you're trying to go back into being a correctional officer and oh, I'm going to go to patrol. Um, I, I, I mean, I love uh, the whole atmosphere around it, but I think that uh, I want to step into patrol this way, wherever I go, I can transfer, you know, state to state and I don't have to sweat like I was doing when I got here. You mean just like a, a regular uh, proper police officer? Yes, peace go, officer. Go to the police academy and the whole. Th- or have you have you been to the police academy? I was in the uh, the corrections. I don't know what they call that mm. in Indiana. Yeah, yeah, okay. That for a while, but out here, no. I'm gonna go to the academy out here, finish. Uh, hopefully, do well in that, and then be full fledged officer out here, and then have that be my hopefully my only job besides fighting. And the, a lot of the police departments, like I'm in the uh, what is it, the Citizen Academy right now for. Uh, uh, Temecula, and it's it's pretty awesome. Cool. Well, All right, Marietta. What happened? Uh, Marietta. Marietta. It's uh, the, oh yeah. Uh, Police mm-hmm. Academy. I'm I'm in that program, and uh, I believe uh, Matt. I can't remember his last name, but he's running it. And dude, it, it's pretty awesome. You get into it, you figure out what officers do. You know them as you know not only an officer but as a person. You figure out just different ways that they like to. Uh, I don't want to say conduct themselves, but I really can't think of a better word for it because you find out that officers, even though they're on the same department, they have different levels of enforcement. Indiana is actually, when you talk about the Department of Corrections, it's very, um, it's sort of infamous in the way that there, there are a lot of um, 
well-known criminals that have been locked up in, in the state of Indiana, like John Gotti, for example. I think even uh, Lucky Luciano might have been uh, locked up there, and Mike Tyson. Uh, what level were you at? Was it a uh, like a state facility? Carlisle was the What's where that? I was at. Carlisle was the maximum where I was. Uh huh. Oh wow, that's and crazy. I was up been for a little bit, and that was like a halfway thing. I don't know what that was, but. It was interesting, but it's funny you said Luciano because uh, my my biological father, I love him, rest in peace, uh, Luciano de Leon, that's uh, part of my bloodline, and uh, my brother's name is actually Luciano Kennedy de Leon. Dang, that's crazy. I noticed on your topology that, you're, uh, that your proper name is uh, Carmelo. Yeah, uh, well, that's like, uh, when I was younger, it's a uh, mix-up with names and stuff, but my my real name, my family name is Carmelito, so little Carmelo. Yeah, yeah. And everyone in my family, it, it's Carmelo. No one calls me Ricky. If you call me Ricky, it lets me know how you know me, I guess. <laughs> Dang, I I like that name, man. Maybe maybe that should be your fighter name. I I do, but at the same time, I, I really like it as a, like like a, like a personal thing. Like if uh, family identifies me, and like you're in a crowd, and I hear Carmelo. It's like a snap in my brain. Like I'll I'll look immediately to see who's calling me. Ricky is a nice, polite, and proper name. It's just uh, Carmelo is uh, something to where if you say it, I immediately will figure out who you are. That's that's phenomenal. Well, uh, you're a class act, buddy. I thank you for your time. Listen, when when you uh, find yourself in Vegas, come by Extreme Couture, man. You you definitely will see Chris Curtis there, and uh, I would love to. Get some training in with you and learn some stuff, and also see what see about this uh, this freakish superhero strength that Sam Alvey tells me about. It, it sadly only comes out when I'm playing around. If I'm having fun, I don't know how to explain it. It just happens. Like you ever thought of something and just wanted to do it? Well, sometimes when I'm wrestling or fighting, I just think of something fun in my head, and somehow I just do it, even if someone's struggling against it. Yeah. Well, hey, you got a lot going on. I wish you the best of luck with it. And I'll, I'll see you real soon, man, either here or uh, next time I come down there. All right. Well, I appreciate the interview, bro. Yeah. Take care, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Oh, yeah. Cinnamon rolls and steak, baby. <laughs> Enjoy. All right. Bye. Bye.